Chapter One of A Candle for Our Lady. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Therese. A Candle for Our Lady by Regina Victoria Hunt. Chapter One. Jem Reynolds stiffened to the challenge of Ralph Weaver, the sheep herder's son. Terms of the lease say you're to enclose only the pasture. Well? Ralph was two, perhaps three years older than Jem's thirteen years. A big, loutish youth, with a broad face and eyes like pale blue marbles. What if we make this part of the pasture? He swept out his arms to include the surrounding Bedford fields, grass-grown and starred with meadowsweet, then brought his hands to rest on the rail fence of the enclosure. Jem's dark eyes smoldered. It's against the law and the contract, the contract your father made with mine when he leased these ten acres of our freehold. That's what of it, Ralph Weaver. Oh, no, we're well within the statute of 1534. One-eighth arable? You've turned it all to meadow. Ralph laughed. Not quite. A harrow driven across yon field will fill the conditions of the law. He winked to emphasize the shrewdness of the reckoning. It's a trick, Jem cried, anger flushing his strong-jawed yet sensitive face, to think that his father, now three years dead, had been deceived by such petty schemesters. A cheap, dishonest trick, worthy of cheating tradesmen turned sheep shearers. Ralph's light eyes went lighter. He thrust his broad face over the fence. You impudent churl's son, I've a mind to— but Jem had vaulted the fence to land a solid blow on his tormentor's jaw. Taken by surprise, Ralph teetered and almost lost his footing on the damp rolling ground. He raised a hand to his jaw, regarding Jem as he would a gentle sheepdog gone suddenly on a rampage. "'Take it back,' said Jem, his brown eyes looking black and sparked with anger, his small but sturdy body tensed for a new assault. "'No Charles breed are we,' but landed freeholders these hundred years and more. But Ralph had recovered now. I'll show you how I'll take it back, you impudent. And catching Jim by the front of his russet jerkin, he tried to thrash him with a leather-thonged whip in his right hand. Jim was too quick for him, though. Hot with fury, he dived under Ralph's outswung arm, and turning, twisted the whip from his hand. But before he could swing it back to strike, Ralph, with his longer reach, had him again by the jerkin, and thrusting out his foot, tripped and threw him. Arms akimbo, he threw back his head and laughed uproariously at Jem sprawled on his back. Only for a moment. The next, Jem was up and springing with a force that knocked the big youth off his feet. Jem fell with him, and the thud brought blood to his head and loosed his grip on the whip. But he clung to his enemy, raining blows where he could, and receiving them back with interest and since the ground was sloping in moist from October rains, they were rolling, barrel-wise, down the length of the enclosure, while the wan light faded, and the weaver sheep looked on with neutral eyes. Someone else was looking, too, and hurrying toward the scene from the Reynolds side of the enclosure, with the quick bounding steps of eleven years. From his uncertain position on top of Ralph, Jem knew without looking that it was his sister Joan. Jem, what are you up to? And you, Ralph Weaver, a man almost. 
Why don't you pick a fight with someone your own age? Stay out of this, Joan. Jim turned to give her an angry look. But Ralph took advantage of the second that Jim's head was turned, pushed him off, and staggered to his feet. Sorry, Miss Joan, he said, but your hot-head brother was spoiling for a fight. As you see, this is our side of the enclosure. Your side, Jim echoed hotly. Jim, Joan commanded, leave off this brawling, or I'll fetch Cousin Will to make you. That'll not be necessary, said Ralph Weaver. I've more important tasks than the basting of a wild boy. He recovered his whip in the grass and twirled it with an arrogant look at Jim. Good day to you. And he went swaggering up the slope, leaving Jim to turn in fury on the girl. Why did you, Joan? Couldn't you see I was giving him what he asked for? I saw you would like to get some bones broke. Joan looked at the trickle of blood that oozed from Jim's underlip and bruised left jaw. Jim heaved himself over the fence, not quite so agilely as the first time. Why, I was on the point of thrashing the bully when you had to interfere. That's a girl for you. Joan took his hand. Come. Where? To the well, of course, to rid you of these signs of battle. Seeing the reasonableness of this, Jim submitted and washed his face in clear cold water from the well, near the path leading to the rear of the farmhouse. Joan gave him her checkered blue and white apron to wipe on. It won't help us, Jim, to attack the weavers or invade their property. But it isn't their property. T'was only a ten-year lease our father made them. I don't know, Jim. Cousin Will told Grandmother yesterday that we'll have to sell it outright before Martinmas, less than a month away. And, says he, we can thank God if that's the only sale we'll be forced to make. Jim dropped down on the wellstone, his feet spread and his head hanging. The crops are poor, he admitted, have been even before father died. The very reason he had to lease these ten acres to the weavers. Aye, the best acres we owned, and these sheep shearers have turned it to pasture. Well, as grandmother says, what can't be mended? Look, Jim. Joan interrupted herself, tugging at his jerkin. No, the other way, toward the old mill road. Strangers on fine horses, too. Jem followed her gaze across the hundred yards or so of yellow stubble, where the corn had been newly harvested, to the yew hedge that marked the farm's boundaries. The rare sight of horsemen on the little travel track brought him to his feet. I wonder whence they are. The travelers paused, their fine mounts gently pawing the turf, and Jem strode toward them, while Joan caught up her gray homespun skirts to keep up with him. Good day, my masters, he called out before he reached the hedge. Then, remembering his recent encounter, he smoothed his rumpled black hair, crisply curling to the earlobes, and straightened his jerkin. The younger of the strangers had already seen them and was hailing them. My lad, and you, little maid, can you direct us? We've quite lost the road. Jem looked up at the figure on the tall chestnut and liked what he saw. The clean, manly face under the bronze velvet cap was lit by friendly hazel eyes. His long, supple body wore the full doublet and stable-collared cloak with youthful grace. "'We're from Hunts,' the young stranger pointed with his riding crop toward the north-bordering county. "'We sought a shortcut to London, but we got lost along the banks of yon small river, 
and wound up here without an idea in the world where we are. This is Reynolds Farm, sir, in Iworth Parish. Jim spoke the family name proudly. We're some three, four miles off the Great North Road. And tis dusk already. What say you, uncle? We can scarce reach Sir John Onwick's tonight. The older man, grey-haired and stockier, nodded in agreement. True, and I'm not over-fond of your small-town common inns. Bagelsway would be the nearest, Joan offered. And crowd it now, Jim added, as it is a market town and this harvest time. He thought of making a proposal, but hesitated, fearing a refusal. The younger man's lively eyes met his own. What say you, lad? Could your parents put us up for the night? Brother and sister replied together, Oh, we'd be honored to have you. That is, Jim added, if you don't mind simple fare. Good, we'll pay you well. How do you like the plan, uncle? Suits me well. Then the older man smiled. Country squire that I am, a saddle never was my favorite seat, and today I've had more than enough of it. Twas well thought on, Dickon lad. He patted the young man's shoulder. Jem ran to open a small wood gate in the hedge. Then with pride in his voice he called to Joan. Tell Grandmother we'll have gentry tonight. End of chapter 1